Hello and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. Uh, we give you a weekly roundup of the week in news, basically, everything that's important. Um, obviously, we can't talk about everything in a two-hour time slot, but we try to hit everything <laughs> that we think that you, the listener, needs to know. Uh, yeah. I am Josiah. I'm Hill House. My- okay, there you go. There's my co-host Hill House, and we're about to get started. Um <laughs> This week in gaming, um, I did not play, I don't believe any new games. I said I was going to play Blair Witch, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah. I will play it this week. Um, I was going to talk about Fortnite, but since one of our guests today is probably not going to want me to talk about Fortnite, I'm not (laughs) going to. Um, I will refrain and talk about it next week. Um, It's very PC of you. (laughs) It's very PC of you. You know, I think I really think about others, and it's one of my greatest qualities is putting other people first. It and is. It is. I believe that accommodation is the number one thing here at Declassified Cheat Codes. We accommodate, and we're very proud of that. Yeah. Accommodation and high school diplomas is what we're all about. <laughs> <laughs> so- so I didn't play anything new this week. Did you play anything new this uh, week? Yeah, it's not a new game, but it's new to me. Um, and it's actually one of the things that I'm going to talk about uh, later on, is, um, which is kind of cool. But uh, I downloaded the Arkham, the Batman Arkham collection, and I've yeah. been playing the very first game. I figured uh, there was a time a little while back when I uh, started playing Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, I believe that one came out in 2015, if I'm correct. And uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was right around there. So that particular game, as far as the graphics and whatnot, it still holds up. But I noticed there was a huge learning curve um, because there's a lot of crap you got to watch out for as far as, you know, I mean, Batman, you know, he's a millionaire. He's got a you know, billionaire. He's got a lot of convoluted shit on his belt. You know, he's got a lot of things to deal with. <laughs> and I, uh, I wasn't getting the game. So somebody suggested that I play all the games and I started at the beginning. That was a while back. Well, you know, um, it ended up being free. So I downloaded all the games for free. Uh, thanks to the 80th anniversary of Batman. Na, 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 na. I love you bats. And, uh, <laughs> and the Epic game store. Yeah. Yes. And the, I'm Epic sure they th- put it pretty thank you. towards that. Yeah. Thank you. Epic game store. I am a, um, uh, devoted member of your, uh, crew there now. Uh, but yeah, I love the game, dude. I'm having a lot of fun with it. The story is very engaging. Um, those of you who may not have played it like me and lived under a rock for since 2005, I believe is when this first game came out. Um, it, uh, it, it basically uh, Joker gets captured by the Batman. It's way too easy. They admit that at the beginning of the story and uh, they know it's a setup. Batman does anyway, because he is the super detective. Everybody else though, seems to not, freaking get it and uh he (laughs) he takes over arkham asylum so your job is basically to save people well i've got to the point where i've saved jim gordon and that's as far as i've gotten into the game i'm still in the first chapter but i have to tell you i'm hooked i'm 100 hooked i'm having a great time i'm playing it on pc and luckily you're able to transfer over to a controller if you want to but one of the things that i vowed that i was going to do was get better with the keyboard and mouse and I feel like I am getting better, especially with, uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, the uh, PvP FPS kind of games like uh, Paladins, Overwatch, Paladins, I'm getting a lot better with it. And I think that's improved my gameplay with Batman Arkham Asylum. But 
Yeah, like I said, guys, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I enjoy the hell out of this game. Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't played Asylum or if you've played it in the past, you know, I recommend getting it. Uh, like I said, uh, it's free right now on Epic Games, the whole trilogy. So uh, even the Lego ones, but I tried those, didn't like them, so I deleted them. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Batman those are more Arca of co-op games than Yeah, they uh, really are. Player. They really are. And But I believe Batman Arkham Knight is a co-op game, isn't it? Can I've you? not played that one. I've played the first two. Because I believe it is, and if that's true then I might end up playing split screen on two different screens with my wife. Uh, she's actually thinking about starting a new game on Arkham Asylum and saving it for herself so that she can, you know, enjoy the game and play it because I really think that she would like yeah. it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. There's really not a steep learning curve. It's pretty basic. And I noticed that in each game, the, uh, the controls and the, um, the abilities get more convoluted as you go up. So uh, this is kind of like, you know, working me into the into the system so that by the time I do get to Arkham Knight, I'll be good at it, you know. So the yeah. next game is going to be Arkham City and should be just as good. Rocksteady really um, set a high bar for um, what is it like movie, comic book, yes. uh, television show tied in video games. Superhero up genre. Until yeah, up until the first, uh, up until Arkham Asylum, um, basically tie-in games to another form of media uh -huh. was had a really bad name to it. I mean, one of the worst examples is the Superman for the N64. Oh, God. Um, the one where you run through the rings and stuff the whole game. Yeah. Um, so, like, there was a really low bar in the quality because most developers would know that if you just had the name on the game that it would sell. You didn't have to have a quality game. Hence the thing Call about, of Duty. <laughs> right. The thing about Arkham Asylum, though, is Fallout it's got a great 76. story. It's got great atmosphere. The setting is satisfying. It has all these clues that reference yes. old characters that are, yes. are not even in the t TV show, like back in the 90s. Like, it has references to things that you had to read the comics for. It is pure... Um, joy to anyone that's a batman fan um, oh yeah and then on top of that its controls are satisfying it's challenging enough to keep playing the amount that you think about what you're going to do is just enough to not be annoying like everything about it hits everything out of the park like they couldn't even redo in my opinion they couldn't redo what they did on that game in the sequels but the first one is just everything you would want out of a Batman game. And oh, I yeah, think a lot of people would agree with that. But. It's absolute fun, dude. It is absolute fun. The The ability to approach the characters when you're fighting, the fighting is is very smooth and seamless. And it's right. very easy to and get used crazy, to. it's crazy because it's an older game and it's like oh, it's yeah. not even clunky. Like it doesn't oh, no. frustrate you on the combat at all. It's all... If something goes wrong, it's your fault, and you know it's your fault. <laughs> yes. Uh, You're like, was, oh, damn, I did that. You know. Take when I was fighting Bane, for instance. I had to beat Bane. In order to save Commissioner Gordon, I had to beat Bane. So I'm fighting him, and I died. And I'm like, okay, so what did I do wrong? And I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, shit, you know, Batarang's got to be used for something, right? So I started using it on his ass when he was charging me. It stuns him. And then I'm like, okay, do a defensive move, man. Roll the fuck out of the way. But that was fine and dandy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hurting him and I take one of his tubes out. Well, then the Joker sends five assholes to come in and fight me while I'm trying to fight this freight train. 
that's <laughs> coming at me. And it was, it was, it got to the point where it was, it's about thinking about what you're going to do before you do it and thinking, okay, how would, you know, basically what would Batman do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, please don't send me any hate mail on that. It's, I'm not, you know. WWBD. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it took me a little while to figure that part out of it. But I know that using that, what I learned is going to be a big part of the other bosses or villains that come up down the road. Because I know I'm going to have to fight uh, Doc uh, or uh, what is it? Doc Croc or the Croc. And um, I just uh, remember the poison. Ivy the fight. Other guys. I don't remember what uh, I'm waiting for anything. that one. I don't remember anything else about it besides the fact that it was poison ivy. Oh, I remember yeah. leading up to that area was really cool. Oh yeah, the whole thing like the been, atmosphere. Yeah, I love it's detective so cool. mode. I love um, the whole. Uh, uh, Damn exploring. it! I want to play this game again. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. It really is, and the the graphics. Yeah, they're a little cheesy because it is two thousand and five. But at the same time, we're all a little bit spoiled by what we have right now. And if you it's take not that that old, is it no. Yeah, it's 2005. Arkham Asylum, I believe, is 2005. Oh, my God. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Because it was mistaken. on the PlayStation 3. Really? Yeah. It's not that old. Come on. It's got to be. Let me see. 2009. I mean, it's still Oh, old. I'm sorry. 2009. Yeah, okay. okay. It's still 10 years old, but it's not 14 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I read that wrong. But, uh, but it was like first year or second year of the PlayStation 3 because I remember the original version had the 3D glasses yeah. compatibility where if you had one of those Sony 3D TVs that they were really pushing at the time, it was compatible with that. But 3D compatible video games are only a thing for like a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. If that, <laughs> and, but the, you know what I, even though the, they're not like top notch graphics, it's still extremely engaging and a lot of fun. The fights are a blast. I love the fights and being able to jump over people in the stealth modes coming up behind and taking them out quiet. You take out five guys all quiet. There was, you know, a couple times where I yeah. didn't and three of them were chasing me around. But if you use your grappling hook and you move like a freaking a moth going from light to light, dude, you're, you're it's a great game. It's just a lot of fun. You just the thing I like about it is you still have to use your brain. It's not very it's not simple. You know what I mean? You can put it yeah. in easy mode, but I don't recommend it because you're not going to learn anything about the game. Yeah, and Rocksteady was like a really new studio at the time, too, I remember. Yeah. Like, they hadn't even really made a name for themselves. Well, they did a great um, job with this game. I, I Like I said, I absolutely love it. A 10-year-old game, it still holds up. Yeah, they only have five games, and four of them are Arkham games. They had yep. one game before Arkham that I've never heard of. But um, the four for... Arkham are amazing games. And what's funny is they remind me of Square Enix games in the sense of how well it how well it uh, meshes the visuals with the actual gameplay and the action and the hit detection and all that stuff that makes it feel like it's actually happening. Yes. <laughs> reminds me a yeah. lot of Square Enix's story-based games in the sense of it meshes good story with good um, gameplay. Yep. But yeah, they're great games. Yeah, sure. So if you haven't got it yet, guys, and you do have a PC, I recommend going and downloading the Epic Launcher and getting these games. It's well worth it. It's well worth it. And I've got some other news that I'll be talking about on that subject a little bit later on. But that's all I got for uh, new games played, man. Cool. Uh, then I guess we'll just head on to the news. 
that's stupid. Okay. All right. Anyway, the news. Um, great first story I have today is um, oh, Fallout yes. 76. I was reading is, about this. You saw this? Yes. <laughs> Fallout 76 cannot catch a freaking break. Um, <laughs> my gosh. Do I have this article open? I have this article open. So Polygon reported <laughs> that it says a collectible helmet produced to celebrate the launch of Fallout 76 is being recalled because it contains dangerous levels of mold. With no incidents or injuries having been reported at this time, consumers are urged to contact the retailer and return the product for a full refund. So what this wow. is, is Fallout 76 had special edition uh, helmets. Yeah. And there was two variants. But for some reason, one of the variants, the Nuka-Cola one, is being uh, targeted as having dangerous amounts of mold in it, which is a really weird thing to see. Yeah. Uh, What's weird about this is uh, Fallout 76, everything about it, it cut a lot of corners, but yeah. this is kind of a corner that you didn't really expect because this seemed like a pretty easy thing to make. I mean, you'll you'll hear this right here. It says the helmet produced by Chronicle Collectibles and sold online by GameStop originally retailed for $149. What? Yeah, so it's a $149 helmet. So you think that it would be quality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a... Obviously, it's not a helmet that's actually going to protect you from dangerous radiation levels. However, $149 will get you a pretty good mask for Halloween. For $149, so, it better stop Professor X from getting in my damn head. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's probably got, I, I don't know. It's. I would love to actually see what it's made out of to see if it's like plastic or Mold. Metal or something. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's mold, it was, I guess. It was molded from plastic. <laughs> Oof. It says according to unboxing videos on YouTube, that's really funny that Polygon is quoting that. But anyway, the Nuka-Cola themed helmet is nearly identical to the standard gray helmets included with the Fallout 76 Collector's Edition. An announcement made on the United States Consumer oh, Product wow. Safety Commission website warned that the inner liner of the helmet can contain dangerous levels of mold. Mold oh. can be present on the fabric <laughs> insert inside of the helmet, posing a risk of respiratory or other infections in individuals with compromised immune systems, damaged lungs, or an allergy to mold. <laughs> it does kind of make sense, though. If you Around think about 20, it, 20,000 units were made. It says that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but because old stuff usually grows mold on it, right? Old, tired, used up crap like Fallout 76. Doesn't so you're saying <laughs> you're saying that Fallout 76 went to meta and they wanted it yes. to actually be like they wanted poisonous. you to feel like you're in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually put radiation sickness inside of it. No, I do not say that Fallout 76 or whoever. I uh, see they're so bad. I can't even remember who made the game, but Bethesda, Bethesda. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the Dungeons Path and Dragons fans. Pathetic. I mean, Bethesda. Yeah. They, um, I, I don't want a legal war with them. So no, I don't think they purposely tried to put mold in anything. It was just a joke. I don't think they have the money anymore. <laughs> any mold. <laughs> any mold. They ain't got any mold money. <laughs> I don't think they have the money anymore to go after small fries. I don't. You, you know what Austin Powers would say right now, right? Moldy, moldy, moldy. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. It popped into my head. But dude, what a story, bro. It's so ridiculous because every time you think Fallout 76 is going to get out of the news, it just gets right back in the news. They, they can't catch a break for nothing. For nothing. Which is crazy. Fallout is such a big franchise that sells merchandise and it's something that they have to cherish. And to be and honest with you, I'm surprised they even sold any of those helmets with the bad reception the game got. I mean, yeah, they they do have like a handful of fans that genuinely loved the game. And I applaud them for that. If you love something and even though everybody else hates it, you're a true fan. But here's the this, thing. this you takes can, the cake. You can sell $20,150 helmets of a loved, revered game, which is Fallout 3. Or maybe yeah. a little bit Fallout 4. And these helmets could go straight with those. Like, it's just a Fallout merchandise. It just happens that it was tied in as a promotion with Fallout 76, which is yeah. an embarrassment. Um, so that's what's so funny is Fallout is such a good franchising item really for is. Bethesda that mistreating the franchise with Fallout 76 is so embarrassing that it's... Uh, I mean, I guess they can keep releasing Fallout games because it's such a big name, but 2019 was a bad <sighs> year for press on the Indeed. name Fallout. Like, Indeed. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, even if they turned around and made a game as good as Fallout 3, it would have such a poor start because of what Fallout 76 did to the name of Fallout. And see, you know? and it, here's the thing. I'm not just talking out my butt either. I gave Fallout 76 a solid, solid chance, but I refused, refused after one day to even stream it, dude. It was boring. It There was nothing to do. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you guys doing? Because there was so many people that talked to me about Fallout 3, Fallout 4, and yeah. there so many people were excited and they're thinking this is going to be the game to beat all games. And all these people were just flipping out about it and it comes out and it took a turd on your computer desk. It took an actual <laughs> shit on your desk because there was nothing to do. And it, it, I was, I was so pissed off that I spent money on it. I actually thought about writing them a letter because I was that mad that I spent money on it because I was just bored out of my mind. And I was like, guys, you can do better than this. We've seen Bethesda do better than this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we have seen it happen. So yeah, it was it was disappointment and shock, to be honest with you, because I had heard so much about it and I watched gameplay for the other from the other games and I was excited. I was excited to give them my money. And now, you know, quite frankly, I'd wish they'd give me my money back. <laughs> it's kind of like a walking simulator game without yes. a story. Yes. If you, you could have, have, have a walking simulator. <laughs> If, imagine any walking simulator like Dear Esther, anything that is a a walking simulator, but take out the story. And what is it? It's just walking yeah. with environment. Um, yep. Once in a while, you kill a cow. You know, <laughs> that's all really there was. Can you kill cows in it? Because I didn't. In Fallout 76? Oh, yeah, because there was nothing else to fucking kill. So I started <laughs> killing cows. I was like, you know, you have your little quests and whatnot, but they were just boring and easy and i was just yeah i was just very disappointed yeah so, but hey you know speaking speaking of disappointment, that's how the mold grows <laughs> speaking of disappointment um call of duty yes um, you're gonna no, piss no, off this, this is right actually, now 
This is actually an interesting story. I'm just not a personal big fan of Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about this is PlayStation gets a lot of exclusives, but you may have already seen this in the news by the time you hear this episode. Call of Duty Special Ops Survival Mode. Oh, yeah. Is going to be exclusive to PlayStation until October 1st, 2020. Now, is that going to be in the new Modern Warfare game? Is yes. that the, the new game? It's, it's going to be an exclusive mode for a year. Because there's actually a lot of people that I know who have gone out recently and bought PlayStations specifically for that game. Which is crazy. Then what's the... So I was hearing some people say things like, this is one of the biggest exclusives you can get to a yeah. system yeah, without it being an exclusive game. So that kind of makes you think... Why didn't they just make it an exclusive to PlayStation the whole game? You know, yeah, it's just a mode. But, yeah, it's just a mode, but it's like, yeah, it is a pretty big exclusive, you know, especially yeah. if they're cutting down on content. And to me, I get that it's an exclusive for PlayStation. I get that you can have little exclusives for each um, release, you know, so. Um, Xbox would have an exclusive version of something. Um, yeah. Other systems would have exclusive versions. There's PC exclusive versions of stuff. But if it is $60 on PlayStation, it better be like 40 on Xbox because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. An entire mode for a year. Yeah, there should be some sort of a discount for not having that special yeah, because, survival mode. Because you know that they put man hours into that mode. Oh, so yeah. They're selling it as a bonus. But I guarantee you the game that you get for other systems will feel like it's an empty game. Like there's a hole in it. Cause if there's a whole missing game mode, then you yeah. know that they were making the game with the knowledge that there was going to be another game mode. They weren't making yeah. it. And then another team made this other game mode and was like, Hey, we don't got anywhere to put this game mode. No, they had full knowledge that it was going to be a side on the side of this other game. You know, just, I, I'm sorry. Crazy. I bet you anything that Xbox Microsoft is going to start doing the same thing with some of the games that they have exclusivity for. And they're going to have modes for each because basically everything's going to end up being crossplay. So it kind of makes sense to do this with the different platforms that you have. So, you know, that PC could have a PC only mode exclusive, you know, Xbox is going to have an X Microsoft exclusive, you know, switch all of them. So it kind of makes sense in a bit, uh, because like we were talking about several episodes ago, you know, yeah. we are going to see everything going. You know, we were even saying by the end of summer 2020, maybe even before that, that every new multiplayer out there is going to be cross-platform. It's just the way of the world. That's the way things are going. You know, uh, but yeah, I, I could see a lot of uh, games doing that with the different companies, you know, that they're loyal to. The thing is, though, Call of Duty is not going to be a franchise that ever gives you a discount on anything. If they have an excuse to make yeah. you pay more money, they will. Yeah. Um, what would make more sense is if this game launched at like 50 and then this was like a $20 DLC that was only available in the PlayStation. That is a great online idea. store. That would that make more sense. That is a great sense. idea. So Even a $10 DLC. DLC. Yeah. But instead you know? they're actually kind of marketing it as a piece of the game that you're just not going to get on other systems. Yeah, It'd be much a, better to market it as an extra thing that's only available on one system. 
It's almost like a neener neener kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's just weird that they're marketing it like you are getting less on yeah. other systems. Not, hey, here's an extra thing. It's just, it's glass half empty, glass half full type thing, you know? I agree. I agree. But uh, it seems fuller. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't put this in the news, but um, Mario Kart racing on whatever it's called, the mobile version, it's Mario Kart. What could it be called? Let's let's go with a name so I'll be wrong. Mario Kart uh, Tour. Oh, man, you actually guessed it. I was going to say Pocket. <laughs> it is called Mario Kart Tour. I was actually um, reading about this earlier today. <laughs> Mario Kart Tour, the, um, the uh, phone app, I think it debuted with 20 million downloads yes. uh, compared to uh, Mario Jump or whatever it's called, Mario Run. Um, yeah with like 7 million. So it's a huge debut. It made like a million dollars its first day or something. Um, a lot of the complaints about the game is that it has really steep in-game purchases. One of them being a $5 a month uh, subscription, basically, which a lot of people are saying is really steep considering you can get Apple Arcade for $5 a month, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. Um, I was hearing that compared to the 20 million downloads, making only a million dollars off of them is really low. And a lot of people are attributing that to maybe the prices being too steep and maybe they'll adjust them. But um, we'll, the only time will tell on that. But that's one of those things that you can't really redo. If you put the prices too high on an app when it first launches and people refuse to put a dime towards it, you're not going to get them back. They're going to uninstall if they can't play the game and have fun for the price that they're willing to pay. They will uninstall. They're not going to keep trying to grind it at a free version <laughs> if there's no capability of them ever even touching on that premium service. So I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see in the future whether or not that actually puts like a stake in Mario Kart tour, but there are a lot of people that really like it. And there's a whole other side that thinks, thinks it has way too much, uh, in game transactions, but, uh, you'd have to be up to your own opinion. I haven't played it myself. Uh, yeah. I need to, I guess for research purposes, but I just didn't really have a desire to play a Mario Kart on my phone when I have it on the switch. But whatever, like if I already paid $60 for it on the switch, why would I want a a $5 a month version on my phone? That's, I don't even think it has online play. I think a lot of people are complaining about that, how it doesn't even have, um, it doesn't even have multiplayer on it. Uh, So what's the point? You know, I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of Mario Kart, (laughs) There's a Mario Kart racing wheel that is releasing for the Switch, and there are two different yeah. versions. There's ones that is $75, and there's one that is $136. Whew. The one that's $136 is called the DX one, and that's the only one that looks good. The $75 one looks like a cheap piece of plastic, but the $136 one actually looks pretty legit. It looks like it has like rubberized uh, grips on it, and... Uh, it looks like it's a little bit heavier and will actually stay on your table. It actually has a clamp too that will clamp to your computer desk if you're playing on your computer. So that's pretty yeah. cool. 
That is cool. That's very um, cool. It's kind of hard to describe what it looks like without looking at a picture. So um, we might post a picture to our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it's one of those things that's more like we you, you kind of have in the to comments. see it to enjoy it. It's like if I say it's a steering wheel and it's for Mario Kart, it's like, okay, cool, whatever. But it does look pretty cool. I know it doesn't have all the features that other steering wheel uh, apparatuses have had for games. But uh, it's officially licensed by Nintendo to work with the Switch. So that's going to be pretty cool. And that should come out later this year. I think it's slated for late fall. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Um, That sounds awesome, dude. What you got? Well, uh, I've got something exciting for you. Everything is free on the Epic Game Store this week. That can't be Everything. Everything the game. Everything the game is free on the Epic Game Store this week. <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? It's a game called Everything. Uh, basically, it's a, um, you know, basically a journey through the universe kind of thing. But also, Metro 2033 Redux is also free. And from what I've heard, from the stories that I've read and the forums that I've read, because I'm really not that big about a uh, remaster or a redo, I've never been big on those. But everything I've read said it is worth playing again. It is absolutely worth getting. And if you haven't started it, if you haven't played it, the re- the Redux is worth getting because they say it just looks and it feels awesome as far as the game is concerned. Um, but as far as everything, uh, basically, it's like you can embody, from what I've read, you can embody everything in the universe from organisms to galaxies. And uh you listen to uh, there's a philosopher, Alan Watts, who narrates through the whole game. And it's just kind of, you know, it's it says it's thought provoking and it's silly and fun and exciting. So, yeah, it's just this goofy game where you're just going through the universe and uh, um, kind of, you know, becoming and being one with everything. It's like a little uh, flower of life kind of experience. But anyway, I just wanted to shoot that out there really quick because I myself went to the uh, Epic Game Store and uh, like I was uh, saying in our interview that I uh, had um, uh, got the three Batman Arkham games for free from Epic. Now, Epic is doing this and I think a lot of other uh, of these launchers are going to start doing the same thing where they give away a lot of free games uh, here and there. But um, yeah, totally, totally worth it, guys. Go check out Epic Game Store. Um, get everything the game. It's a free download. Just try it out. Have some fun with it. And if you haven't done Metro 2033, grab it. Check it out. Have some fun. And it, it's a free game to to get into and, uh, you know, do something different other than uh, play the same old thing. Give you a little change once in a while. Yeah, so, yeah those so, will be free until October 3rd. Yeah, October 3rd. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, uh, valve, the, uh, valve corporation steam, um, basically they're cracking down on Dota two Smurf accounts and, uh, they've been having a problem with it. (laughs) Um, you know, everybody knows what a Smurf is a skilled player who creates a new account in order to beat the shit out of every low level person that's on there that has no idea what they're doing. Um, basically what they did is they've, um, uh, Valve has introduced a new way of matchmaking people. So uh, it's an MMR, basically, matchmaking ratings. 
And uh, they made changes to it, a detection system that would find accounts that were performing far above their MMR level. So basically, if you think that you're going to make a Smurf account and you're going to go in and stomp the hell out of a bunch of people on uh, Dota 2, rethink it, guys, because um, they're getting all over it. Just like I believe it was recently that they had the uh, huge ban for decades where you've got some people that aren't even going to be coming back until 2038. yeah, they're taking this stuff seriously, man. The game <laughs> is listening to their fans, basically. And uh, they're not letting these overpowering players jump in, you know, and uh, annihilate everybody. So they said that this adjustment or this system is going to be, um, quote, conservative at first. But you should see more and more changes as the system's confidence grows in itself as it learns what it's doing. So it's going to be able to be, um, I guess it's got some sort of AI in it where it learns the patterns and associations with these accounts and determines who is, uh, you know, good and who is just, you know, faking the funk. Um, So uh, basically, they've been saying that this problem has been getting worse. And I think that it kind of ties into the bans that they just recently had. So maybe some people are trying to change accounts and (laughs) switch some things around before they end up getting banned. Um, But basically, this is using your account phone number verification the same way that they did with the bans and to keep people who are not um, uh, allowed to come back out of the game. So you have to use the verification system to make sure that each account belongs to a unique user. And also you have to have log 100 hours before you can join any ranked games. So they're they're taking it seriously, man. I think that uh, Dota 2 is making the right move. I think it's going to be an example to a lot of the other companies that are out there. And um, a hundred hours, a hundred hours before you can join any kind of ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. It's crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. But I think with the popularity of Dota 2 and the money there brings in with the whole ranked and competitive edge, I I think it's a smart move. Um, You have to, if you look at it this way, if you're going to do a seriously ranked game, you want to know that there's people in there that have devoted some time to the game. So like me, I I like to play casual competitive, like an Overwatch or even Paladins. So I'm never going to take it seriously. I'm not going to be part of the Paladins Premier League. I'm not going to be part of the uh, Overwatch League either. It's just not going to happen. I'm not that good at it. But I have fun (laughs) playing, and I like being slightly competitive as far as what I am. But they also have a great matchmaking system on each one of those games. So... Which can only get improved, obviously. Um, you know, look at Dota 2, for example. But yeah, I think it's a good idea, man. I think it's going to be a great thing. And uh, it's going to be a better for the community in general with Dota 2. Um, they've been having a lot of complaining about the things that have been going on. And at least a company, at least we're seeing news where a company is actually listening. You know what I mean? They're taking their valued uh, uh, subscribers and their valuable player, their valued players, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, we hear you, and we're doing something about it." So I think it's great. Uh, another piece of news, real quick: Logitech. Everybody knows who Logitech is. They make peripherals for uh, computers, game uh, for consoles, mm-hmm. uh, headsets, everything. Right? They're buying Streamlabs. Um, Streamlabs is a. Uh, actually, I use it. Um, I use OBS, uh, Streamlabs OBS, slobs, I guess people would say. 
And uh, it is a streaming software, a live streaming software that pretty much, I would say, 90% of the world that plays games and streams knows about. They're paying $89 million for Streamlabs. It's a huge, huge amount of money. And uh, it seems like a great fit. I mean, uh, Logitech... A lot, like myself personally, I use a lot of Razer peripherals. I prefer those. But a lot of the streaming community uses the Logitech cameras. Um, they use the Logitech uh, stream pads. They use all that stuff. And they they seem to to really like them. Uh, the Logitech keyboards, mice, et cetera. So it, it Razor, seems like- Razer is like the Cadillac and oh, Logitech's yeah. like the Chevrolet, basically. I think Logitech's a step above a Chevy. I think I would say Razor is the Tesla and Logitech's the Cadillac. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, they're kind of they're kind of close to the same level. Logitech has some very very good cameras, man. Some great uh, uh, streaming cameras that look make some of the Razor stuff not really look that great. Uh, me myself, I prefer my <laughs> Razer Kayo. I think I've learned how to use that well, but I know a lot of people that use uh, Logitech cameras and they absolutely love them. And also I know a lot of people who use Logitech keyboards and mice. And but what's uh, Corsair? Corsair is like the Kmart. <laughs> Come on, you're saying it's the Oldsmobile? Yeah, it's the Kmart, dude. You know, it just <laughs> needs to shut down and go away. But other than that, um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of uh, interested to see what happens because one of the things that I do use that is not Razor is my Blue Yeti microphone, and Logitech owns Blue microphones, so it should be um, really cool to see what happens with the integration of these peripherals from Logitech into Streamlabs. It should be almost seamless now. So, um, yeah. you know, Stream, Streamlabs has an extremely uh, uh, easy, uh, uh, user-friendly interface. Um, so if you're beginning, it is so simple. If I can do it, trust me, anybody can do it. There is approximately 15 million streamers that use Streamlabs. 70% of Twitch users use Streamlabs. So it's an extremely uh, popular option for a lot of these guys that are out there. And, um, that is you know, premium... Are there premium things to buy in Streamlabs? No, no, that's the thing. Is where's Streamlabs, that eighty nine million? How's that getting returned? Um, well, part of it is because Streamlabs does get. Uh, um, man, what was I going to say about that? There is. A I way thought that OBS they, was super popular because it was free. Oh yeah, Streamlabs <laughs> is free too. Yeah, Streamlabs is absolutely free to use. Okay. <laughs> um, but they do they do uh, advertising and they do um, there's other stuff that they do where they do generate an, an income. But here's here's another thing that I found interesting when I was looking into this is last month. And I had no idea about this. Twitch just released its own broadcasting software called Twitch Studio. And what that is for is it's like Oof. almost like an easy one click way for new streamers to get out there into the thing. Now. Part of me says <laughs> that this is uh, almost like a a dying grasp or gasp of, you know, reaching and trying to hold on to that freaking tree limb before they go off the cliff because a lot of people are leaving Twitch right now. A lot. Um, a lot of people are going to Mixer. They're going to Facebook. 
They're going to DLive and YouTube. Um, they're going to these other Periscope. They're going to all these other places because um, a lot of uh, streamers and content creators are getting upset with the demonetization or losing money, um, losing revenue um, from some of the things that these uh, larger uh, streaming platforms are starting to demand of them. Um, and Twitch has a very demanding contract. Once you become an affiliate or a partner with them, you can only stream with them. So a lot of these other places are not being that hard on people. They're allowing people to stream at other places, but you have to be affiliated with only one, etc. So it's interesting to see that Twitch is coming out with this. I think it's it's like a little uh, a last ditch effort to make themselves still stay relevant. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's it seems like a response to YouTube. It seems like an Amazon versus Google thing. Oh because yeah, YouTube has that type of studio thing too, where it's like if you don't yep. have your own software, you could do it within the yes <laughs> the website itself within their little uh, Twitch app or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So since Amazon's main competitor to YouTube on at least the streaming game side is. Twitch, mm-hmm. I think they see YouTube as their main rival. So it's probably not like them trying to combat things like OBS and stuff. I'm sure it's just trying to combat YouTube's in-studio thing. But once again, anyone that's serious is probably not going to be using that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It seems I mean, like a weird thing to invest time into. Yeah, it's if if all you know is Twitch, and I'll be honest with you, when I started streaming, that's all I knew was Twitch. And there's a lot of people that only know Twitch. Yeah. They found out they think it's synonymous with streaming. Yeah. It's either Twitch or YouTube. That's what everybody thought. They thought, Oh, I can't stream to YouTube. All I can do is take my videos that I make while I'm on Twitch and I can clip those down and make a little short, you know, uh, montage on YouTube. That's not the case anymore, man. You can stream to everything. Uh, Like just this morning, I streamed to six different platforms, two Facebook's accounts, a Twitch account, Mixer, DLive, and YouTube. It is so (laughs) easy to do, guys. And there's so much more um, out there than just a small world of Twitch. So I'm not saying Twitch is bad. Don't get me wrong, because I love my Twitch channel and I love all my Twitch followers. Those guys are comfortable with that. And I tell everybody, stay where you're comfortable. Stay where you want to watch me at. But, you know, I have a home (laughs) platform and, you know, I I request that people go there, make an account, join me on the home platform. But if you want to watch me on Twitch, continue watching me on Twitch, continue yeah. watching me on Mixer, etc. So I'm not saying it's a bad place, but I'm saying there's a huge world out there, guys. There's a whole bunch of different places you can go, a whole bunch of different things you can do. Don't tie yourself down to one. Find the one that works for you and represents you in the best possible way and enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what I got on that. And I got one more small piece of news before I hand it back to you, Josiah. Um, so we all know about Alexa. Alexa's been on the uh, um, the uh, Xbox One console. It's been integrated on there where you can ask it a question, blah, 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 whatever, right? Um, yeah. So Microsoft is now allowing Google Assistant. Or you Assistant, mean Cortana? Cortana, I'm sorry. The Cortana yeah. integration. Um, uh, basically... Uh, They're uh, allowing Google Assistant now to launch games, apps, turn a console on and off, pause videos, all this other stuff stuff that uh, Cortana can do. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, I've been having a problem myself with uh, this kind of stuff being on my Xbox Um, because and I hope it works better than the Cortana does, because I'll be in the middle of a game and I didn't ask the lady anything and she pops up. 
Like, see, I, a lot of people do have this problem. I haven't run into this very much. Dude, uh, maybe I, it's because I have it disabled. It happened. Well, there you go then. I think you disabling disable it, it is probably the reason. <laughs> <laughs> because it happens to my wife's uh, Xbox all the time. She's always like, oh, I didn't tell that to come up. And I just noticed right now that I haven't had it happen in a long time. I may have disabled it years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Well, what's cool about this? <laughs> what's cool about this is basically you can you can you can um, uh, walk in and yeah. you give your console a name within Google Assistant. So you have to join a Google group, get access to the Google Assistant support for Xbox I One. I am going to try you, this though. Yeah, so am I. I'm going to try it absolutely. And then you can you activate it through the Google Home app or for iOS or Android, and you set up the new device. Etc. Looking for your Xbox in a list, all that crap. But then, once you give it a name, you can go, "Hey Google, turn on my Xbox," and it'll turn your shit on for you, man. So that's kind of cool. I, I kind of dig that part of it. If it works better than Cortana, then I'm I'm really uh, I'm all about it. I'm all about it because Cortana has been nothing but a uh, an annoyance for me. Um, yeah, more than turning on the Xbox and communicating with the Xbox was bigger uh when it launched because yes. it launched with the uh connect that had a camera that was always on and a microphone that was always on so you could yeah. tell it to turn on but when the connect uh basically bombed and everyone got rid of it and it was not in future versions of the console that whole feature kind of went to the back burner and for the longest time there were things on the Microsoft website that said that it would eventually work with uh, Alexa and Google Assistant. I'm talking about like over a year ago. Like I totally forgot about this. So if it finally is is working, and that's a long time coming. <laughs> so what's cool is uh, I have Google Home. So it means that I can probably connect it to a Google Home and I can just walk into a room and tell it to turn on the Xbox. So that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is cool. If only that I could is tell very it to, cool. You could probably tell it to open up apps too, because I know you can do that with uh, Chromecast and stuff. So now, what is weird about this is that they're doing it now, right before the Stadia um, X Cloud rivalry. So Google and Microsoft working together right before something else is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But um. I guess it was a long time coming. <laughs> maybe Makes you. maybe it was already laid out before that other rivalry started. I don't know. It's weird. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what exactly is going on. Conspiracy theory. Hmm. hmm. But speaking of a conspiracy theory and Google and Google Homes, um, have you noticed that you get a lot of ads for things that you don't even search or buy? Yes. Yes. Okay, so first of all, um, in Facebook, there's a way to disable it from constantly listening to you. I only found out about this recently because I got freaked out because one day I was talking about vans, like the shoes, mm -hmm. and I didn't go to the website. I didn't go to a store. <laughs> I was just talking about vans to someone, and then suddenly my whole feed in Facebook was vans ads, and I was like, what the heck? Like I haven't even thought about vans in forever. And then the same thing happened with Converse. One day I was talking about Converse and the same thing happened. The worst example <laughs> is I have not purchased oatmeal. <laughs> I have not ate oatmeal 
in like over a year. And two days ago, I bought some clearance oatmeal. And I may have mentioned oatmeal a couple times in my house. (laughs) And this morning on YouTube, I got two oatmeal ads. I've never seen an ad for oatmeal. Oh, wow. In my life (laughs) on YouTube. And I'm just like, what in the world was listening to me when I was saying, um, Hey, I'm guess I'm going to, it was like last night. I was like, I guess I'm going to eat oatmeal for dinner. Cause I can't think of anything else. And <laughs> so I guess, I mean, there's all these things about how Google homes are always listening to you. So I do know that that's, I do know that I have those in my home and it's probably listening to me, but it's just crazy to think about how much everything's listening to you. Cause sometimes I'm not even at home. Sometimes my phone's not even on me and then I still get ads about things that I could swear I was only thinking about. So now I'm wondering if things are like reading my cognitive mind or something. Mind control, bro. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Like, it's scary. Like, I'm always like, some people will say that it's just coincidence. You just got an ad for something um, that you happen to talk about. Just good old fashioned stone. <laughs> but here's a good example. Um, this morning, very, very same morning, um, my wife opened an email for, do you know what Blue Apron is? Yeah. Okay. So she opened an email for it. She didn't even click on the link to the website. She didn't even mention it out loud. But then when she went into Facebook, she had six ads in a row for different competitors to Blue Apron, including Blue Apron. All of the ads were of services that send you food to prepare. All different companies. <laughs> oh, wow. She didn't even click on the link. It was in her email. She just opened an email. Well, is now, did she use Google Chrome to open the email? No, it was probably through the mail app off of uh, iPhone. Is that a it's Gmail crazy. app? Oh, oh, never mind. No, that would be the... So, yeah, I, I just think that's insane, but... Wow. Just food for thought. Just craziness. Just be aware. Uh, I want to be encouraging and uplifting to y'all whenever, wherever you are and where, <laughs> whenever it is that you're listening to this. This is an uplip- uplifting thing for me to say. You're being watched. <laughs> yeah, and everyone be, is listening to you. <laughs> don't, don't open that ad for plenty so I of hope fish. You, I hope that uh, comforts you <laughs> in your time of trouble. But um before we go on to more news, um, we're going to go to our special guests. Uh, and um, did you want to introduce who we're going to talk to when we come back from the break? Yeah. Yeah. When we come back to the break, we'll have an introduction. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Chris and Dawn, also known as Sorule and Wicked Kitten 13 uh, from Rejected Logic Gaming. So stay tuned for that, guys. It's going to be really cool. Really cool. See you all in a bit. listeners today we are joined by chris and don also known as soru and wicked kitten 13 uh they are the founders of uh, rejected logic gaming it's Hi. a uh, mlg gaming team uh how are you guys doing i'm good how are you doing i'm good. good thank you 
Awesome. It's great to have you guys on the show. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, basically, uh, what I want to do is just ask you guys a few questions about what it's like running a team and how y'all got started. So uh, if you could go ahead and let us know how you guys met each other and how you got started doing uh, doing uh, a gaming team. Oof. Okay, this is uh, this is <laughs> this is actually a funny story. Oh, do you want to tell this or should I tell this? Because I think it's better for you. <laughs> okay, the abridged version is we ended up watching um, a similar streamer together. Um, we got to talking in that streamer's chat. We hooked up on on Xbox Live, and it kind of rolled out through there. With the common yeah. core interests of streaming, gaming, and all that fun stuff. Okay. Okay. So you guys just basically found something in common. You were in a stream and you talked in the chat is what you're saying. And Yeah. We uh, we actually talked a lot within said streamers. Was, um, was it that, that the streamer you were watching was like, did you think that, was it you, you wanted to achieve what they were doing or were you saying that you could do it no, better? No, it was, it was more, we, we, we just had a common interest in this particular streamer okay um and yeah we just made friends from that as we did with a few others that were in there um some of the members on this on our team already uh i was very uh, friendly with anyways um and i've known some of the lads for a very long time people on the team like hatchet um prada mercy I, I've, I've known these guys for about four years four or five years now Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like we never come across to us then, but you know, um, back to you know, this said streamer, we were just, I was just cruising uh, the platform he was on, and from there, yeah, we just talked a lot on there, always friendly. Um, Will, um, uh, Dawn's other half, talked to him a lot, we played a lot, we all, and then from there on, we just, you know. Like she said, we, we met up on Xbox a lot, played games together. We were very uh, competitive with each other. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we got to the point where we were that competitive with each other that we actually started syncing up each other's gameplay, the way we played together. And from there okay. on, it was basically just history. Like, we, we started slowly, um, lots of joking around, and then joking around turned into seriousness. And yeah, we just had fun with what we were doing and then continued the fun show after. Awesome. And Will, that's a uh, wicked can daddy, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And he's also a, uh, he's also, I just wanted to say for everybody who's listening, he's also one of the founders of rejected logic, uh, but he's working today. Correct. Is that what? Correct. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to reiterate that wicked can daddy is also a founder of uh, rejected logic. Yeah. So you guys have three Love founders currently. Yeah. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. So what, uh, what made you guys want to form a team? What made you think that, you know, that you wanted to, to take this, this, it's kind of a, a, a huge task, isn't it? Um, I don't think we actually thought much of it through besides the fact we, we knew what we <laughs> wanted to do, you know? Yeah, we legit didn't. We yeah. just, it was sort of like, like I said, we were joking around about it for a bit and then, we were saying the words team has in just the group of people we were playing with and with each other and whatnot. And then it sort of just formed there that we ended up going to the point where too many people <laughs> liked to play games with us and, <laughs> and chill out and hang out. And we were like, well, 
what more can we we do? And then we end up saying, hey, you know, this this throw the ball in the park and see how far it goes. Awesome. And with most teams that I've noticed, uh, this has no actual geographic boundary. I mean, you guys are worldwide. You accept people, obviously, because oh it's, no, you know, we got we're full on <laughs> we're full on global. Uh, uh, as of last month, um, our team was ninety nine point nine percent US based until recently. Now it's. Uh, I'm proud to say it's 95% US based. <laughs> I'm proud of that 5%. All right. He's got a little bit more support on his side now. Yes, yeah. He does. Yes, a bit he more does. support on the UK side now. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just, it, it's not, it's not what everyone thinks. Oh, you know, ha ha ha. They're a joke of taking that. We're, we're, oh, not at we, all. We, we, we planned on making it serious and well, nearly a year in, uh, into it. And, we are today. Oh, awesome. Hey, do you guys want to uh, now? Who are some of your uh, do you guys want to mention a shout out real quick? To some of your sponsors. Who who do you guys have sponsoring you right now? Yeah, I'm gonna do this I one. mean, it would definitely be a, a shout out to uh, to Wraith Energy. Oh, awesome. yeah. Big up Wraith. Hashtag yeah, join the cult. Hashtag drink Wraith. <laughs> drink Wraith. Awesome. Yeah. Drink Wraith. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Now, now I'm asking questions. Like, I don't know anything, but obviously I, and I just want to mention this. I am a part of their team and I enjoy it very much, but I've always wanted to ask these guys, these questions and talk to them about it. So we have the, we actually have the opportunity now on a podcast to do that. Oh, so that gives go. me the opportunity to, you know, pick some, pick some brains and, and, uh, uh, get some information and find out some stuff. One of the things that I loved when I came over to you guys, when I first had my meeting and they, that really caught my attention was your, uh, your mascot and your branding. That's one of the things that I absolutely loved because I remember telling uh, my wife Kiki about the uh, logo and everything. <laughs> now what, ha- what gave you that idea? I think that was you Sora, right? That you came up with the branding for this. No, we, we came up, it was a joint, it was a joint thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, when the team originally started, there was three founders, myself, Kitten, and Candaddy. And then we had um, well, what we called at the time was a co-founder. Um, and then obviously, all you crazy lot in there. And we just sort of come to a, a joint decision on the name, um, what the what the brand should look like, what the mascot should look like. Um, so, yeah, we, we, make, we make our team feel a part of a team where we're not excluding anyone so everyone got the say on it and then we basically built it from there um and i mean it's, it's been revamped twice mm-hmm. once or twice since then um mm-hmm. to this new one that we now have um and then uh any sort of extra stuff on top um like the the new name tag logo Etc. Um, they they're just little ideas thrown around, and then they were you saw now approved by myself and Kit, and, and then we just leave it up there for people to vote on it, and that's it. Awesome. That's what it is now. Okay. Okay. And I you have guys, a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me just ask a couple of questions while sure. we're talking about that. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this. So um, you can do it. I'll, I'll try my best. Um, <laughs> what? It's, it's more like it, it's not just where, like, where do you want to be one day? Like, what's the 
what's the goal that's way off in the distance on the horizon, but also what's like the next step? Like what's the first baby step goal that you have next? And then what is like the end game? Where do you want to be in like, you know, 10 years type of question? I'll you lead can off this one. Yeah, you can lead off that one. It's fine. We started Rejected Logic Gaming under the hopes that one day not only be um, a known streaming team on multiple different platforms in multiple different locations around the world, but was also to enter um, pretty much professional gaming leagues, uh, the CDLs, for instance, Overwatch, yeah. Paladins, Halo, which is going to be coming up soon. So um, platforming ourselves into heavier streaming and more professional gaming, um, basically the the root of, of any gaming team or streaming team for that matter. Um, and the next step for us really is just um, completing a couple path to pros for our, our MLGers and seeing where it goes from there. Yeah, so... Currently, we're dealing with um, making ros uh, rosters for, like Jen said, um, the CDLs, um, Overwatch, etc. Cool. Um, but I think other than that uh, aside, um, our little baby step is probably just building our community and our name a bit more. Right. That's about it at the minute. But um, 10 years, if, if, if this was going on for another 10 years, I would hope it'd be... <laughs> A very well-known name, yeah. and um, it 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 carries on what it stands for. Um, you know, it's not we're not just rejected logic. We're rejected logic, the team that you know plays games for the fun of games, right? And that's that's it. And then the MLG side, where we're very professional, um, we have a talented side. Uh, that does do that. We've got a few people on our team that are already um, up-and-coming stars for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, That's one of the things I really do like about some of the people on your team that I've watched stream <laughs> is that a lot of them really just play for the fun of it. It's no like yeah, tantrums uh, or anything like that. You know? and, yeah. Unless and it's for the sake of the joke, you know. And that's the issue you see these days on, on some streams, you know, they, they, people lose the, the, the whole thought of why they were streaming. You know, you're not right. there just to put a camera in your face and, and, and look miserable playing something you don't want to play. That's, that's, that's not the correct way to go about it. You, you, you put that camera on and that smile on because you're happy that you're doing your own thing in your own space and you're doing something that you enjoy. Um, yeah, that's the I, the other thing that I've heard from Mike about um, how much um, each person on the team has to stream per week. It's one of those things like, yeah, if so, you're not feeling like it, you know, if you if yeah. you're not yeah, if you're not in the mood to play games, don't force yourself to play them just to, you know, be yeah. that See, person I, that's trying to get the daily numbers. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly. So one of the things that we go through in our application, and I know most most teams don't do this but we're not most teams we're rejected this is our way um is we require at least an hour a week what's an hour to anyone just to turn an xbox or a pc or a playstation on you spend about three hours playing that one particular game it's nothing you you put it on for an hour and 
that's that's your goals done for the team. Why? Yeah, because it, all you're doing is you're building that community for not only yourself to say, hey, look, I got a schedule, it's an hour, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and you're putting the team's name out there, you know, that they are around. Right, because if, because if an hour a week is a chore, then maybe you shouldn't be streaming. Yeah. Right. If you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's, it's one of them things. And it's something I'd, I'd never have to really push much on most people on the team. Um, I might, we may have had a few in the past that we've said bye Felicia to. Um, but <laughs> uh, there's a joke behind that. Um, we have a we have a team member called Baz, and he actually uh, he actually questioned <laughs> yeah. me and Kitten and said, "So how many Felicias have you said bye to?" <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's where that's come from. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, you will get the the lazy dot that will just give you any excuse. But that's what you got to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. So your end, your goal in 10 years, because I think it's crazy, because if me and Mike were asked the same question about our podcast, there's no way that we'd be able to answer what we would be doing in 10 years. But Hopefully still alive. <laughs> hopefully still alive, <laughs> and hopefully podcasts aren't, like, dead everywhere. But um, so the end goal is to be a ho- household name, basically. So 95% of the homes in the U.S. and 5% of the homes in the U.K., right? I mean, it's not just—it's <laughs> not just that, you know. There are other places around the world we take on here. <laughs> that ninety-five percent will change. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I got another five percent coming from the UK very soon. <laughs> oh, so you—you you did mention some of the ga- teams that uh, some of the games that you guys are setting oh, up sorry. Uh, with teams. Uh, obviously, uh, Call of Duty League, uh, that's going to be a yeah. big one. And, I mean, Call um, of Duty is, is currently, you, you look at it, everyone's watching it. Oh, yes. No matter, no matter how many times people say, oh, I'm not buying that game, and that they're going to buy it. And just, oh, they always do. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. And this is and this is in uh, Infinite War. That, that oh, was, yeah. That was, yeah, this, this not talk about that. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's cancelled forever. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a no-go. Um, but yeah, this... I mean, look at Overwatch itself. How long has oh, that yeah. game been out? It's, uh, it's been three out. and a half, three and a half, years. four, four five years, four or yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah. And it's still going. It's still one of the oh, most yeah. popular games known to man. Bastion for know. the win. <laughs> oh, there you God. go. Awesome. See? Well, what I wanted yeah. to ask you is, how do you guys find? What do you do? What is your process to find potential uh, members for RLG? Ooh. <laughs> that, that's that's, uh, that's a good part. one. Yeah, that's that's the that's the fun <laughs> part. I like it and roll that one out. <laughs> it's you know a lot of stream teams they want people who are already partnered on whatever streaming platform they prefer. Well, we like to start with. I mean, getting a partnered streamer is always a plus, but we know in reality not everybody is a partnered streamer. So we always look at personality, the depth of the games that you play how you play them. And I'm not talking about your ability to play the game. Are you enjoying the game that you're playing? Because if you're miserable playing it, then that's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, your friendliness towards your chat, camera or not, doesn't matter. We have a few that, that stream without a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically just your your energy from when you're playing and when you're streaming. Like, 
we'll take Icy for instance. We found him off of a whim on on a platform called DLive. And he was just, no matter what was going on in his game, he was making his chat laugh. And that's just mm. what he does. He makes yeah. the whole team laugh. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing with, with We Evil Weasel. He's also another team clown. And yes. getting them together is having a really uh, bad stomachache because you keep laughing so hard. It's like going to see... Um, uh, who, who's really funny? Times four. Let's have a look. Jeff Dunham? Yeah. yeah. Jeff Dunham. Times times four. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, you, and the thing is, and the thing is, they have the same voice over the microphones. They really do. They I've gotten them confused the so many same. times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> or it, it, or even another comedian, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Ah. You, you, anyone seen Fluffy? Yes. You watch that guy, and you're just laughing for for like a long time. <laughs> that times four. It's the pair of them. They they spin off each other so well. It's unbelievable. Awesome. But that's, yeah, that's what it's like, and it's we don't we don't go. Oh yeah, this is a partner streamer. Let's go and get him or her, and then you know you ask them. They're like, oh, okay, what are you paying me? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying you respect to come to you to ask you nicely. Jeez, <laughs> but yeah, like 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 Ian said, we look for we look for your energy more than anything. Okay, so what do yeah. you? Like? What is it? So obviously, if it's going to be somebody who's going to be a part of the MLG team, um, do you just what do you do? Do you just let everybody try out, or do you you just watch um, them play and make decisions from there? Or? MLG, sort of the major league stuff. You, we look for the wow factor, like okay. everyone does. They look for that wow factor. Um, they see um, we look at what you're committed to the most. For example, um, this take you, for example, Hill House. Sure. Um, your dedication and to playing Paladins or your dedication to playing Overwatch, which you're not great at anymore because Baz has taken that from you. <laughs> um, great pep talk, coach. But continue. Yeah, fine. Um, you know, you, you, you play the same games without fail and you become good at them and that's what happens you practice and you practice and you practice and you're good at them i'll tell you what even if i don't take you off the complete equation and i mentioned prada yeah this guy's been playing great Great example this guy's been playing dragon ball fighters for the last three years and he's uh on the xbox um boards He's in top 20. Yes. Yeah. Wow. The guy's amazing. Yeah. If, he if you get the chance to watch him. Crazy Josiah. fun to watch. He's crazy yeah. fun to watch. He has that energy. And and the thing is, he's not just one of these streamers that sit there and just talk and talk to talk and talk and talk. No. If you want some inspirational talking, go and talk to that guy. He will make you rethink your whole life yep that's what i've heard he, is he really will <laughs> Meet out. Kitten, who, who, Kitten, who was it he, we had a talk was it him hatchet and prada and we was it it was mercy and, uh, yeah and he literally he he spoke and it was like l- listening to gandhi <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like wait I need to rethink my whole life right now. <laughs> Every choice I've just made, I need to rethink it. 
<laughs> That's crazy, man. That's some serious stuff. But the guy is an amazing gamer too, man. And, and he's, and it's that he's part, one of the it's ones that, that does it without his camera, right? Yeah, he, he's yeah. been doing it for that long without a camera. It's all about the content um, with him. Yeah, it's just, and it's amazing yeah, stuff. And, and he's, without fail, scheduled every day. He's yes. never, he, he, uh, in the four years I've known him, he's never once not streamed. Wow. That's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's never not on, once yeah. streamed. Um, when I first actually met Prada, um he had a troll and I mean, this troll was horrible. Um, this troll got to the point where his first channel was actually blocked and back and they got, they got him kicked off a mixer and then he remade this new one he's using now the same, literally the next day. And I actually helped him with that. And some of, some of his other community helped him along and what he had beforehand uh, as regards to a following community on his old one before this new one was bought up, he he tripled in a month. Yeah, yep. he tripled it in a month. The guy can so grind. All the original people <laughs> refollowed him, and then what he originally had, which was only two hundred and fifty three at the time, tripled over a month. Wow. And it, it, it was all down to his content was always scheduled. No matter what, at the same time, you'd go and find him. And he always brought a positive and good vibe. And that's nice. what that's what you we, we look in. And that's what everyone should look in, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I why I look in you sometimes, but hey. It's a good thing, man. I think <laughs> it really is. I agree with you spreading <laughs> a good vibe around the community and just creating that atmosphere in gaming. I think it's a, it's been missed for a long time. And a lot of the people that you have on the team, the, uh, when I first started, uh, I was watching everybody and they're just most of, I mean, I'd say 99.99% amazing people, you know, and it's. And, and that's you not being biased right now, right? Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I don't follow anyone that I don't enjoy. And I've literally oh, yeah. followed everyone on the team because I enjoy yeah, that's what everything I was gonna that say they do. Too. Yeah. Like there was one time where I jumped in with all y'all and paladins and every single personality was like same wavelength. And yes. I was like, that's crazy to find all these people that have the same like beat to their rhythm, you know? And yep. uh, oh, yeah. that's what's really cool is I'm really confident that if I go to any of the people on your team, that I would get a similar experience enough that I would be confident that I would enjoy it, you know? Awesome. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, let me I, ask I think you that's something. what's really cool about the quality of the name. Like, if you want to make a brand represent quality, then you have to have your members represent that same quality. And it really yeah. shows with what you've built in such a short time, you know? Um, yeah, I mean... Kitten will probably agree and probably jump in on this. Um, one thing we we definitely love about this team is we all have the same similar personality. We are all completely zero filtered. <laughs> Just I don't know anyone on this team that has 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 a filter. I, I can't tell you how hard it's been during our conversations for me not to cuss. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, you can <laughs> cuss. We cuss on our program. It's yeah, fun. we cuss all the time. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sitting there trying to be PG-13 like this <laughs> fucking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, oh my god, I'm back on D line. We're gonna be really, really, really good. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole team has their separate personalities, but there's one thing in common that we all share, and that's definitely the love for the games that we play. Yes. Now I'm gonna put it that way because not everybody loves Call of Duty, and there are some of us that really do enjoy it. Official. <laughs> And then you have people who don't be hating on my piloting skills (laughs) who don't like PUBG, me, and other players that that love it will. So (laughs) it's just a basic shared love for gaming. I I think I missed the PUBG bandwagon. I just didn't get into it early enough and I just never understood it. I mean, let me ask you a question then. As this is your podcast anyway, so I'm going to return this on you. When okay. did you uh, <laughs> When did you first find out about PUBG? Probably two and a half years ago. So you found out when it what this say when it dropped on P on Xbox. Shortly before, like I was surprised it was already dropping on Xbox. Yeah, that's I, probably, about the I didn't same play it on I PC. Yeah. See, then that 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 sort of sort of look into it, I would. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd see why you sort of probably because it just seemed it. unimpressive when it dropped on Xbox. It was like, okay, cool. It was when really it, first it was very <laughs> unimpressive. It was terrible yeah. when it dropped first on Xbox. It was yeah, yeah. When PUBG <laughs> came to Xbox, it was a massacre of a game. Yeah, yeah I mean, not rendering I, I, in. I'm, you were I'm, falling through the map. It was just terrible. That's true. I mean, that's I'm why pretty, I didn't I'm play sure they Fortnite just it for. Oh god, let's not talk about that game ever. Well, let me talk about it real quick. I didn't t- right. play Fortnite for like the first two months that the Battle Royale launched because I could never get into a game because mm-hmm. I downloaded like twice and I could never queue into a game. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to even see if I enjoy this game. <laughs> it had so um, many server issues. Yeah, and that's that's what you're going to find with 99.9% of any game these days, server issues. Um but if we're going to go along the lines of the the BR hype when it started. So H1Z1, Ultimate uh, Classic yeah. for PC, where it started. And yeah. no one can say it didn't, because it did. Um, and then obviously <laughs> you had um, the, uh, the, the owner of PUBG, uh, Brandon, who played H1Z1. And he actually built a lot of mods for H1Z1, which yep. then, inform- then formed um, PUBG. Wasn't it H1Z1 originally King of the Hill? Yeah, it was, yeah. Instead of Battle um, Royale, yeah. And then in process of him building PUBG, Fortnite happened. Uh, well, the BR did. Um, and everyone was on the, the Fortnite hype, as they still are. Um, and then from there, you know, it sort of divided to PUBG when it dropped on console. And then PUBG sort of had to share its love with Fortnite to, to Blackout with Call of Duty dropping it on Black uh, Black Ops 4. And, you know, it's it's going on from there still, you know. It's, it's like this new Modern Warfare that's coming out in the next two, three weeks. There, no announcement, no, 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 no official announcement for a BR, but... When's that Minecraft Battle Royale coming out? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is is it my is it Minecraft forever battle royale though? If you really I mean to to it. an extent, yeah. <laughs> you just don't drop in from the sky, but they could. No, you that. don't. You just you just float in midair and be able to build Harry Potter's temples and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Harry just crazy. Potter's is, is that a deal breaker? <laughs> what if what if one of your uh, team members only played Fortnite? If they, then that's where <laughs> I would see that person's dedicated to that particular game and they had that love for that game. If they're yep. happy playing it, then stream yep. it. Yep. There um, wouldn't be a strong conversation. You wouldn't set him up with Gandhi. Uh, if I set him up, is that we could, are we honestly going to start calling Prada Gandhi? Okay. If I was legit, if I was legit to go to tell him to go and talk to Prada. Okay. You want do you, do you want do you want the 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 nice version of what Prada would say, or do you want the honest, brutal version of what Prada Unfiltered. would say? Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Get off that fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to catch me playing that game ever again. I made Prada and and I I actually got this on the stream. Um, So we had uh, a formal team member um, that wanted to play it. And he wanted someone to play with. So (laughs) I said, I'll join. I don't know why, but I said, look, he wanted someone to, someone to play with and, and help, whatever, and see if um, if his if his if his stream would boost him a bit more uh, to get a bit more recognised. I was like, okay, cool. So then I said, I needed someone to tag along with me to, on this journey, and he he stuck up to it, and he was like, I don't ever want to play this game, but I'm gonna play it just for you. And I was like, I'm pretty much the same with this guy, and we played. One round and uninstalled the whole game straight after. It was that bad. <laughs> he legit, we finished the game and he went, get me off this motherfucking game right now. I'm going to uninstall this. I'm going to burn my controller for being that dirty playing this game. Okay. I swear, he ended his stream and called me and said, I'm never playing that game again. Don't you ever ask for a favor again. I didn't even ask for the favor. You offered it. <laughs> oh wow it had that much of a profound impact on the guy <laughs> so would i recommend talking to prada about fortnite mm, no oh man <laughs> however if you want to go and speak to a uh, kitten son feel free he loves the game or even our, our newest member on our team uh mini tank he oh, yeah. loves that game that's true mini tank plays quite a bit but yeah he's <laughs> yeah, this 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 never never ever talk about Fortnite. It's a good game for those that enjoyed it. I, I won't lie, I did I did play it a little bit when it first came out, but then when I heard PUBG was dropping, I was like, yeah, never playing that again. And uh, PUBG dropped, and I played the hell out of PUBG. Yeah, and then and then Black Ops announced they had a BR, and that was that was it. When you hear a AAA game like Call of Duty dropping a BR, you're like, oh, okay, it's gonna be great, and. It's crap. I'm joking. I actually really like it. <laughs> I actually do like it. It's really good. I was gonna say, man, you play it a lot for being crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm the, these 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 sniper shots that now I just can never hit them. Kit and don't say nothing about last night. Um, hey. Well, see what, about what I saw. What about that? What was that? An axe that you threw just the other day? Oh, well, my my last. Yeah. So my last. It was that. That was. That was just very well aimed. Okay, that was a beautiful shot. <laughs> and, yeah, and, so. and you're just and right now. You're <laughs> that's going to segue me into my next thing here because uh, you were just now obviously talking about when you streamed it on on your uh, uh, your stream. But um, how long have you guys been streaming individually? I mean, Kitten, what was you going to say about last night? <laughs> she, 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 but we got a story to tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it's all good. 
Um, but to answer your question, before we go into further into that, yeah. um, just just under a year for me. Okay. Hmm. Uh, two two years for me. Awesome. Okay. Two years. And it's mostly yeah, been so. D Live. No, see, mine was Mixer. Um, yeah, I left. I, Mixer. I, um, I left Mixer due to um, a very bad incident with uh, said streamer that me and Kitten knew. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And it got very, very toxic to the point that I was re- receiving death threats from him and his community. Okay. Yeah. So well, D Live's uh, a better place anyway. <laughs> I uh, I actually reported it to, to to Mixer and they just refused to do anything about it. Um, all the evidence they wanted, we sent it. Um, yeah, it was it was a shit show um, wow. when it happened. Um, when I left, lucky enough, I um, I had great people behind me um, who supported me and helped me through it. Um, Kit and Can Daddy being one of those. Um, yeah, it was a very hard time. Very, very hard time. Um, well, you've built a pretty damn good community so far on D Live, so it sounds like you're. It seems like you're making a great comeback. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's going on. So what happened last night, kitten? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just put this in perspective. Right, we're playing quads. Myself and Will, we get ace right off the bat. Like, landed, dead, done. Okay, we got to watch official go through. And he's making it. I think he's in the top five at this point on Blackout. Yeah. And he's just sneaking around, just being all quiet and running around and doing stupid shit. And all of a sudden, he comes across this team that have no idea he's there at all, period. And he's just lining up his shot, taking his time, getting ready for that headshot. And bam, he gets the headshot. The teammate legit didn't bounce around, start running because he heard a shot and his friend was down. No, his character slowly turned around and it legit looked like he looked at the guy on the ground and was like, what happened? And then official proceeds to headshot that guy. And here comes third team member looking at him, not even doing anything, just walking around like, what happened? <laughs> and then, whoops. <laughs> he goes, dude goes to revive his teammates and officials like, and there's the whole team gone. <laughs> None of them knew where he was, how he got there, or what happened. They just know one at a time went down. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and then, stupid. And then I'm pretty sure we, we, we could hear the opposite team they were fighting. They were, they were fighting someone else literally below them. And they were just downing people. And I was picking up their downs. <laughs> My whole screen just kept saying, assist, 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 Official assist. Official was the best player on the other team. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, wow. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm waiting for, for a message saying, thanks, Rando. It wasn't me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that that sounds like a perfect description of when I play with Mike in any Battle Royale game, minus the headshots. <sighs> I mean, so. Mike can't shoot nothing these days, so it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Whenever I've ever played with him on, like, Fortnite or PUBG or something, I'll, like, die really quick. And then it's me watching the entire game with him just kind of roaming the, sur- the surroundings, hiding in houses, <laughs> hiding behind trees. I'd be like, this oh, is a great... Oh, you're supposed to talk about hiding in houses. Dude. Hey, I, make it, I make it to the last three, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and he makes it to the he makes it to top five like all the time. But it's like I'm watching a National Geographic channel show. <laughs> it's like I'm just watching someone out in the forest the whole time. Oh my uh, god! We had we had a uh, a very good as you as you call it Jack a geographical review um, last night of um, icy actually. He spent the entire time in a cabin. We don't talk the, about the, it. Uh, it. It was a bad experience at the end, but it was great. So he chose one cabin in the middle of the whole map, and the, the circle constantly landed around <laughs> it. Without fail, it landed around it. He got down to the last three teams, him being in the last three teams on his own. We had all died at this point, and it got it, it closed down again, and it was literally just the room was touching his his cabin where it should have ended. And he waits and waits and waits, and then he hears gunfire, goes out the window, and he sees two teams fighting, which leaves him the only solo player there against two duos. The duos fight. He then proceeds. To, to fight and he does it very well. He he gets down to the last two. He flashes one. He kills he kills the other that's not flashed. And then the one unflashed just just yeah. He he should he should have won it, but he didn't. Oh bummer. He got down he got this guy down to the, the last seventeen percent of his health in a couple of shots and it just yeah, it just put him right off. Just wasn't enough. But if you if you've ever played with IC you're used to hearing something being thrown halfway across the house, but you didn't. You didn't. He just went very quiet, and then he come back and he went, "I broke my fucking controller." No, he broke his TV remote because he had just yeah. bought that controller. Yeah, like minutes we were, before this happened. Yeah, we were like, because we were sitting there going, "He's very quiet. He's very quiet." Has he broken another controller? And he come back. No, I've just smashed my TV remote across the wall. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it very seriously. I mean, we have two people, I swear, that rage on this team, and that is Icy and Hatchet. And I'm pretty sure at the minute, they have a tally of each other of who's winning. And right now, it's Icy. <laughs> who's the bigger rager? The bigger rager at the minute is Icy. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. It's, it's got to be. Um, but it is entertaining at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for Hatchet's hand to go through a monitor, but that that could be between now and and 2021. <laughs> well, guys, he's done it. He's done it before. Uh, yeah, I I I don't have any other questions except for one. Actually, do you have any more, Caterpie? No, I'm good. Well, what I wanted to ask you guys is, do you have any advice? Any advice for any new people that might be listening to this, that might be wanting to stream, uh, that might be wanting to start out and, you know, create some content? Do you have any advice for somebody who might be doing that? I do. Yeah, I'll let you go on this one first. Uh, and it's just, it's the biggest piece of advice anybody's ever going to give you. You ask any streamer, they'll tell you the same thing. Be yourself. That's okay. the basis of the whole reason to stream. Just Absolutely. do what you do. There's no need to try and be like so-and-so or be as big as, as you know, what's his nuts. You just be you. <laughs> right There's on. no person on the world that's better than you. That's than a great you. piece of advice. That's a great piece of yeah, advice. Yeah, so pretty, she pretty much hit 
nail right on the head. Um, just be yourself. Um, and probably the, the the second most thing you should do, or second and third, is definitely network. Make friends with people on that on that platform you're with. Um, yeah, because net, network is 100% key. Getting to know the the platform you're on and the communities that are around, and the streamers that you're on that platform with. You, you can't be thinking you're going out there, you know. This is your platform, etc. Yeah, you you own that channel you're, you're streaming on, but there are other people on that platform. But not a better person to be than yourself, like Kitten said. Yeah, and always be positive. Like if you have a negative day, keep the negative day to somewhere else. <laughs> always be positive. Bring a good vibe. Um, what was the other part of the question was how to start on starting a team? Yeah, um, no, not necessarily starting a team, but how to how to get yourself out there and start streaming. You know, uh, you know what you should think always about. Always have start doing always that. have a good backing. So with me, I had before Kitten and and Kennedy, et cetera, I had Prada, I had Mercy, I had Hatchet. Um, I knew these guys like I say before I knew Kitten and Kennedy, and they were always around, good friends. And it was because I networked. And I, when you network, you become friends with someone. You know, you take the business out of it, of, of the word networking, and you, it's a friendship. Um, but, yeah, I had those. And then, obviously, I moved on, networking, met people through other streams. And, you know, like I say, we're uh, kitten and Canada that way. And that's that's what it's about. It's, not, it's about having the support and building the, a community that's going to support you as you supporting them. For sure, that's that's how it should be. Awesome. Agreed. Awesome. Cool. That's great advice. That's great advice, guys. If uh, so, we've had uh, uh, today. We've had Sorle and Wicked Kitten Thirteen from Rejected Logic Gaming. Uh, it's a great team. It's a great community. And uh, if it's okay with y'all, I'd like to go ahead and add a link uh, to our podcast to the community uh, so people can get to know who RLG is. Yeah, yeah, check it out it. and uh, it's it's a great community to be a part of guys it's very positive and like they said it truly is for the love of gaming so hey guys thank you so much for being a part of our show today i really appreciate yeah, it that's fun thank it's you it's been so much fun it's yeah, been a lot thank of fun you, thank you make sure you drink wraith people drink wraith <laughs> absolutely drink wraith. drink wraith yeah drink wraith <laughs> definitely uh tropical and uh strawberry and kiwi yes <laughs> Awesome. But yeah, I assume we'll have y'all on again sometime. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to. Out of the question. Uh, just let us know. It's going to cost uh, you double next time. Okay, okay cool. absolutely. <laughs> Wait, we're getting paid. Two oh, nickels you, oh, it is. Damn, she didn't know about it. <laughs> well, it was double till you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> now you have to split it. <laughs> now it's two two plug nickels instead of one. Uh, that's fine. I'll, just give her, I'll get her everywhere now. She'd be happy. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks Don't again, give away guys. my weaknesses. Uh, if you want me to go weakness, okay, I'll go weakness. I'll get you a Bowino and I'll go and get you some Mountain Dew. <laughs> Funny story. I'm holding a Mountain Dew. I don't need it. See? I know this woman too well. <laughs> it's a game fuel. Uh, no, that was this morning. I have a Mountain, I have a mountain Dew problem. <laughs> she does. She has a, Every time I've spoken to her, Mountain Dew is somewhere around her. <laughs> drink race <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much drink don't race just, 
Don't judge me. <laughs> Get a chance to check it out, guys. Wraith Energy. Good guess we had. <laughs> you still there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here, buddy. I was just overwhelmed by our first international guests. I, I just like, holy crap. That was awesome. That was great. That was awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I don't know. They're really, really cool people. And I, I was trying to say it before when we were talking to them about how when I joined y'all those couple of times um, yeah. when y'all were playing that there was just this seamless feeling of everyone's on the same wavelength. And yeah. that's just so like comforting when you're going into, if you go into any new social circle and then you realize that everyone's like into the same things you are and everyone's like sipping the same drink. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so like relieving and comforting to know that you can just relax and just sit back it got to the point where i was just listening to them during the interview and i was i was forgetting that i had to be a good interviewer because i was just like i just want to hear them talk like that's fine yeah (laughs) yeah no and and that's how it is almost not almost but every single time you go into the uh into the community of rlg it's just really uh it's welcoming it's fun and it's like they said it's about the love of the game that you play you you may not like call of duty but these guys that do like it, that are on the team, when you watch them stream the game, you enjoy yourself because they are enjoying themselves. And that's a big part of it. That really is. And uh, they support you in whatever game that you play, uh, except for Fortnite. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so other than that, I mean, but it's guys, we will have a link to it. If you get a chance, check out the RLG community. It's really a cool place to be. Yeah, definitely. Just Look through all the different people that they have that are streaming. Absolutely. They all have different um, styles, different feels, different personalities, um, playing tons of different games. Um, yeah. Really cool community, really cool members. Uh, can't it's shout different. out to them enough. <laughs> yeah, different people that play, and obviously they all have different things about them, but the the core element of it all is that they enjoy what they're doing. Every single one of them. Right. So that's the, that's the big part of it. It's very entertaining. Yeah. I know people would probably think that you're being biased because you're part of it, but I'm saying that me, uh, just myself being outside of it and not being a part of it. Yeah. um, It's from an outside point of view, it is really cool to see these people interact. Um, Just how welcoming they are is really refreshing. The positivity is like infectious it's really really cool and um and here's the thing if mike wasn't on their team and um i discovered them <laughs> in another means i would still follow them they're that yeah. they're that entertaining and that professional at the same time you know it's that's, just guys not taking things in. too seriously you know it's yeah. just and that's really what cool. drew me in about them because i mean even though yeah i was interviewed for it and i was interested to be a part of the team but I could have said no. If I didn't like it, I would have said no. 
But he, right. what Josiah is saying is exactly the truth. These guys are 100% genuine, and it is that's why I, I ended up joining that team. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't care if you listened to this podcast for the first time uh, ever, <laughs> went over <laughs> and found someone to watch religiously <laughs> in their community, and then never yeah. listened to this podcast again. I wouldn't care because they are that... They are that gifted and that gold on their own standard. It's just, it's awesome. it's something that I don't mind plugging, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, um, I, I, I do care if they don't come back. I want them to come back and listen to episode 21. So shush. <laughs> if, if you don't listen to our podcast in the future, it's your loss. So it's not, it's not any loss to me. It's a loss to you. <laughs> You're missing but, out on some quality entertainment <laughs> <laughs> and the newest news. <laughs> the newest and the oldest news in game. So That's right. back to the news. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to play that clip again, but back to the news. Um, <laughs> um, we did have a state of play, which a lot of people are saying was kind of disappointing. There's a pretty common opinion of the state of play for PlayStation was uh, it was nothing new. And to tell you the truth, it was kind of expected because they just have been talking about so much stuff that hasn't released yet and they haven't released that much yet. So it was one of those things where you can't keep doing announcements of games without releasing games. Eventually you're going to keep announcing the same games. So the kind of the highlights where they released a new last of us two teaser. Um, um, I, I guess this is a spoiler. I guess I won't spoil it. If you don't want spoilers for the game, I feel like there could be a spoiler in the trailer. So don't watch the trailer if you don't want it to get spoiled. However, the thing I'm talking about, if you've already seen it, it could be on the cover art for the game. So I don't know if it's actually a spoiler, but from a story-based opinion, I feel like it could kind of be a spoiler. And I'm a little disappointed about that. Uh, I saw it before being warned, so I was like, oh, it's kind of lame that they put that in there because I don't feel like it's going to be a big part of the game. I feel like it could be something that comes at the end of the game. That's how I think it's a spoiler. But uh, if you're a fan of the first Last of Us, like me, um, I know you're probably excited about this game. It's coming out in the spring of next year, which is crazy cool. We were thinking it might be on the PlayStation 5, so it's really relieving to know it's actually going to be on this generation. Um, I don't have to go out and buy a new PlayStation to play it, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Last of Us is my all-time favorite game period the first one is an amazing game the story um is top-notch uh atmosphere uh pacing is great combat is wonderful um difficulty and um how it trains you to do things like it's a game that you could not do the ending of the game without the training that you go through from going through the whole game it has a great way of teaching you how to do certain things and how to avoid like death constantly. And um, it's really cool how it changes environments. Like I've never been more blown away by a game. And this is a game that was on the PlayStation three. It still looks great on the PS four. It was released very near the end of the life of the PlayStation three. So it's a top notch PlayStation three game. Um, it's it's just such a great game. So I have really high hopes for The Last of Us 2. I hope it doesn't disappoint. Um, it looks fantastic, but it has to have the story to back it up. Um, 
because the first one was just if you know anything about me here's the thing i haven't started streaming games very much but once i do uh you're gonna quickly find out that i'm like the worst at crying at games i probably cried more in the last of us than any other game i've ever played um but it's a really really good game and if the second one doesn't hit those emotional chords that the first one did it's going to be really hard for me to connect with it um what else did they oh oh this wasn't at state of play but um the best buy listing for the last of us 2 shows that it comes with two blu-rays Ooh. so a lot of people are wondering whether or not one is just an install disc and the other one is the play disc. So this game could be huge. <laughs> um, I'm hearing you know other usually, stores. I'm hearing other stores happens, say that yeah. it's two discs too. Usually um, when there's more than one disc, yeah, it's a play and an install. So we're talking a really big game. Um, and that's more of a testimony to the fact that it's probably next generation ready. They probably already have it specced out to be remastered for the PlayStation five. Yeah. I'm sure they've already rendered it in whatever the PS five runs at. So that when the PS five releases, it'll probably be a launch title. It'll be like, Oh, and you can also pick up the remaster of last of us two, since it came out like a year ago. Um, but yeah, we were talking about how the PlayStation five may have to use a new disc system like this, uh, new, f- like a the 4k blu-ray type thing where it's even more information in it. So is this is going to be on two blu-rays, but when it's released on the PS five, it may be one like expensive 4k blu-ray. So, um, so right now it's probably pushing the limits of what the PlayStation four can even do. <laughs> so, um, which is, which is, I guess is a good, um, as George Lucas says, it, it, it rhymes. It's like a poem. <laughs> so since the first one pushed the limits of the PlayStation 3, this one is probably going to push the limits of the 4 right at the end of the console's life, you know. So that's going to be kind of cool to see that parallel there. Yeah. Uh, if you're a big fan of The Last of Us, which I keep saying, <laughs> uh, there is a $250 edition of the game, which I'm probably not going to get, even though I'm a huge fan. It comes with like um, a statue, like a vinyl record. I think tons of posters, tons of knickknacks, probably a deluxe edition of the game. I don't remember everything that came with it. I just remember some random things. Where I was just like such a ridiculously big edition. But <laughs> if you're if you're a huge fan and you got two hundred fifty dollars to fork up, um, give me the two hundred fifty dollars and we'll see about getting you that special edition. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um other things at the state of play um was that they announced like if you haven't seen this you need to look it up right now it's the death stranding limited edition version of the ps4 if you haven't seen it it's it's got a lot of uh twitter jokes going on right now so let the, me take a look at this the console itself is white and it has black handprints on it so you're like okay that's kind of what cool. But people, so the, the controller is supposed to look like the incubator with the baby in it, which is okay. really tied into the game. Since the game's so freaking weird. Um, but everyone's joking that the controller looks like piss. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's, <laughs> it looks like it's full of just a bunch urine. of orange urine. Yeah. And, uh, 
It looks, it looks like, like it looks like that nasty little bugger that pissed in your controller had dirty hands and got a hold of your PlayStation. <laughs> right. <laughs> the controller looks like it needs another 16 ounces oh of God. water for the day. I kind of I kind of like the the PS4. I kind of like that with the handprints on it. It's very uh it's spooky it's different. at the same time it's artsy, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the yellow controller uh eh, yeah. I think and the wait thing a minute, is, I think isn't I would, that that dude from Walking Dead on the cover? Yeah, yeah. What he's the, the fuck. He's the actor in it. Who is that Nor- guy again? Norman Reedus, I think is his name. Yeah, is Norman yeah. Reedus. That's right. Yeah, he was supposed to be in Kojima's last game, which got canceled. The thing that PT was a teaser for. Uh, so he was supposed to be in a Silent Hill game that got canceled, and then. Kojima still just used him on this new game that has nothing to do with PT, but it's still cool that he's working with him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I would rather have the controller than the system. The system's like, eh, but the controller at least is a conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh my last God. piece of news I have for this week is a bunch of stuff about the Atari VCS. Um, where to start with this one? Um, have you heard anything about the Atari VCS this week? They've no, had a not. bunch of trouble this year. So the Atari VCS was a game console that was crowdfunded, I believe, on Indiegogo. Okay. I think it was Indiegogo. It doesn't matter if it was Indiegogo or Kickstarter. But anyway, um, what its most recent problem is, besides not meeting any of its dates, is... Um, there was a bunch of talk that started this week because one of the co-creators um, announced that he was working on another crowdfund. There's another crowdfund thing that's like a electronic game board, uh-huh. which is actually a pretty cool idea. And I would buy into it except for the fact that this guy's already fucking up the VCS so much. Uh, the electronic game board is a cool idea. Basically it's a tabletop tablet that will basically pop up on it pieces and you can just make any board game. So you don't have to have a ton of board games lying around your house. You could just use this as all of your board games. It sounds like a great idea. You know, it does actually. you could sell different board games to it and it would still work like a board game. You wouldn't need a TV you just lay it on the middle of the table. It probably could have speakers to do things with sound. It sounds like a great idea. Um, except for the fact that he's supposed to be working on the Atari VCS that has not even released a working prototype yet. Um, they've kind of gone dark on anything related to the product. Um, and one of the worst things that happened was people started asking why this guy was doing another crowdfund on their reddit page um and then people started getting angry because they were not responding (laughs) and then (laughs) and then atari deleted all of the negative comments on their reddit page and then atari was removed as a moderator so they got banned from their own reddit page and had to start another one and now people have gone over to their new one and started spamming that one too so basically their whole community has turned on them <laughs> twice. And uh, I'm just going to read you some of the stuff in that they've been posting 
different people responding. So one of the, um, okay. So they shut down the backer updates on their Indiegogo too. So in the section on the Indiegogo where you would see updates on what they're actually doing with your money, they Uh shut that section down so that there was no communication. And there's a scorecard this guy (laughs) posted on the Reddit page that says um, things that have happened since shutting down backer updates on Indiegogo references to other people's works or achievements 12. So that's people that have worked on the VCS, what they're doing other places. They've mentioned 12 different things. So they're advertising other products. Oh, wow. (laughs) Direct Facebook appeals to pre-order or buy something. 11 pictures or renders of non-functional plastic boxes, at least 18. So they kept releasing cases that were not functioning. They just kept sending different renders of it. Um, (laughs) And the joke is concrete indicators product is being manufactured zero. Oh Um, my God. And then he also posted a summary that, Atari has missed every single deadline it has ever set around the VCS console. Uh, They haven't provided any updates for months despite repeated promises to do so. Uh, No evidence that there is even a working prototype. Uh, The only man on the team with actual experience with building a game console is now the co-founder of another startup. So let me talk about the guy who went to do the uh, game board startup. This guy that has experience working on a console worked on the PlayStation 3. So he has a pretty good knowledge of how to build a console, what to actually put into it, what's important, all that stuff. So he was a good person to have in on this, but the fact that they don't even have a working prototype and he's already prototyping something else is really scary for this community that paid over $300 for every console. Because the VCS was like 350 to 450 or something crazy. It's a really expensive console. A lot of people bought into it. Um, a lot of people got excited about it. But um, it's just not... They're just going quiet. And the last thing he said was... Uh, oh, the last summary was Atari was booted off its own subreddit for deleting posts and comments it didn't like. So basically, yeah, in summary, they're just going really quiet. And I think the scary part is that Atari probably isn't saying saying anything because they probably don't know what to say. And um <laughs> and I think that's the scariest part is that they're they're going dark because they don't feel like there's any good news. <laughs> so, um the question is how long can you beat around the bush before telling people that you don't have any money anymore because you spent it and you don't have a product <laughs> because you didn't make it. I spent you know? my money. Yeah. <laughs> I spent all your money. Yo, I'm sorry guys. And do oh you know, God. that's what happened. And especially the guy who started the other, uh, startup. And that's the thing is how long could you make this your profession starting up yeah. different things? So let's say you're one of the main three people that start up the Atari VCS. Um, let's say those three people get like, 202020 and everyone else gets split of 40 of what you raise on it. If you take your 20 and don't even contribute to the final outcome of the VCS, 
and you use that 20, like 10 of it to make another startup <laughs> and make another product, um, then essentially you made 10% of, they raised millions of dollars. Uh, essentially you made like 10% of that and then you're just going to do it again. Like how long could you do it before people would just boycott you and say that you're never going to make the products that you promised to make, you know? I don't know. So <laughs> that's what's scary is it's kind of obvious that this guy that worked on the PlayStation 3 that he literally left this project to start another project to probably get more money before the VCS thing falls through. And I think that's what's scary is that the VCS is about to probably explode in lawsuits, you know? Um, so before that happens, he's probably trying to get this other one crowdfunded uh-huh. and get a little bit more money before he flees the country, you know, but <laughs> it's just one of those sketchy, sketchy, sketchy things. And it's really sad because I know there's a lot of big um, video game streamers and product reviewers that have already ordered this thing and they're probably never going to get it. And uh, at the same time, there's a great idea for a digital board game that is probably going to get boycotted and then no one's ever going to try to make it. And that's, what's crazy. There's a really good idea and there's a lot of people that are not going to get something they paid for. So, uh, nothing good coming out of this whole thing, but yeah, they, they, they could blow our minds, but I don't think so. Cause if they had a mind blowing product, they would have already sent out an update. They're just like covering their tracks and they're playing, uh, hardball basically when they were approached and asked if the guy had left atari that went on to make this board game um they said that tons of their designers are allowed to work on multiple things at the same time like it's not crazy they basically were acting like the community and the world was being stupid thinking that people only work on one thing but that's really just dodging the question. They they didn't say that he still worked there. They, they said that tons of people work for multiple companies. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. Well, can you answer my question? <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I don't know. It's really sketchy, but um, that's my last story for the day. Um, I'm sure there'll be more stuff about Atari in the next oh, few yeah. months. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think it's about to fall through, so... What you got? Well, I got a couple more stories, actually. Uh, First one is about Minecraft. Um, They have uh, Minecraft Earth is uh, coming out in October. Um, It's basically a augmented reality mobile title. And it's uh, coming out uh, beginning in October. And they announced it uh, just the other day, actually. Um, uh, Yesterday. Uh, during during the online uh, Minecon event, uh, they said that there'll be uh, that the there's uh, a Minecon. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or I've not, never heard of it. Um, <laughs> but there's a uh, uh, <laughs> the Nether update is getting ready to come out, and they also went ahead and they announced this part of it. Um, Minecraft Earth, it's free to play, but it's currently in a closed beta. Uh, it's a small number of places: London, Seattle, Stock, uh, Stockholm, and Tokyo is where they're uh, letting the beta go off. Um, The early access launch is going to be staggered. So basically uh, in the U S it'll be in a few States and then in another country to a few places, et cetera. So um, they're going to, they're going to release it all in uh, small markets. Um, They're going to be doing it in little spurts 
And uh, they're going to add more countries every few days, every weeks, until it's a worldwide thing by uh, Christmas. And um, basically, you use your your phone, your Android or your iOS, uh, to collect building resources from the real world via tappables. It's kind of like Pokemon Go. Um, you collect the materials that you need, and you build your own augmented worlds on build plates. And you can earn those or purchase them. And they're like uh, pre-built uh, Legos is what I've been reading. Anyway, you uh, you kind of get into it. There's also uh, rare stuff. There's extra stuff. There's adventures you can go on. Um, the adventures are basically like uh, little uh, virtual uh, play spaces that are in neighborhoods that you could walk to. So it's going to be <laughs> you can go out into the world and do your Minecraft thing. Um so you can know, people come to your actual house and come destroy your Minecraft house at your actual house? Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like this is going to start 10-year-old turf wars. It may. It may. <laughs> um, it, it's quite possible. The question is, can you happen. see other people's creations? Or are the only things that you would see in the real world um, to be pre-rendered things that everyone can see? Or can you build well, something and other people see that? Like, is there like a local server in the area is what I'm wondering. That's what I'm trying to find out. It's, um, yeah, it, the question is whether you can see other people's growing. creations and destroy them. <laughs> well, it's still growing and it's still, it's still, it, it hadn't even come out in the uh, limited beta yet. So that is a possibility. I mean, it, it could be like, uh, it could be like, uh, what was that game? Um, with the wars against each other and, you know, I know what people you're talking could, about. I can't people could attack it, each other's groups. I don't know. Was it William Shatner who was a part of that for a while? Or I can't remember which star was I don't on remember. it. But yeah, so people were just like, you know, this going is... over and fucking each other's shit up. Right. Yeah, so in uh... Minecraft, one of the big things you can do is go inside someone else's house and steal stuff through their their uh <laughs> their chests and things in their inventory. What if like like if this releases and you can actually go into other people's buildings within the game, there's yeah. going to be a front page headline the first day the game releases of someone breaking and entering someone's house, not stealing anything real, but stealing their Minecraft. Well, I think it's all treasures. I think it's about I think right now it's about you building these different worlds. And I think eventually you're going to be able to visit other people's worlds. I think they're kind of putting it together slow, but from what I've seen, what you're going to be doing is just getting into the game as soon as possible. They want people in the game. So I don't <laughs> think it's going to be too, um, uh, you know, uh, co-op-y or anything like that. I, I'm not quite, if that's even a word, I'm not even quite sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just brand new, bro. It's 100% brand new. I mean, it's going um, to be co-op when you wake up and at the yeah. foot of your bed is some stranger who's stealing your shit. <laughs> some motherfucker's it's taking gonna, apart your it's taking apart be, your Legos. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh my god, there's someone in the house. Like, oh my god, what are they doing? They're just stealing Minecraft stuff. I think that I think though, because what I'm seeing is kind of a simulated <laughs> screenshot, and it looks like if you built a castle where your house is. That's what I'm looking at. This screenshot is of a castle, and it's like if you build a castle where your 
uh, where your house is. I think if people walk by and they have this and they hold their phone up in front of your house, they're going to see that castle. It's it augments the reality of what you're actually looking at. That's why I'm I'm wondering if they can virtually go inside the castle by like walking inside your house. I don't know about that, man. See, I think this <laughs> is crazy. Tell you right now, we were already talking about how Pokemon gonna, Go. Because my Minecraft dog is going to po- chew that ass up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be busy looking at their phone, but their their leg is bleeding from a dog biting into it. <laughs> and they're just still trying to look around on their phone. But no, when Pokemon Go came out, there were all those things about the kidnappings and people like saying uh, there was a raid or there was a special thing a certain spot like they were just fluff stories basically it was like oh yeah your kids could get kidnapped playing pokemon go and like to yep. a degree like there were some sketchy things you could do with it um if you played your cards right but with minecraft like the whole rather than pokemon go being battling virtual monsters um minecraft's about building and robbing people yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much so, like it could be like if they don't if they don't make it just right, it could quickly turn into people like <laughs> turf wars, breaking oh, yeah. and entering. I'm <laughs> I'm not too excited about this from a outside point of view, but from like if it yeah. didn't affect me, it'd be funny. But I'm afraid that I'm going to have to whoop some ass. Probably uh, your honor. I plead not guilty because I was just playing a game. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> he's like, he's like, your honor, uh, I plead not guilty. He had a diamond pickaxe in there. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, come, come on. on. It was a diamond. Pickaxe. He's just like, come on, a diamond pickaxe. <laughs> All right. On to something else. <laughs> the, then the judge is going to be like, oh, it's like, I'm no actually going to dig into that. <laughs> I'm actually going to dig into that story a little more and find out you know, a little bit more about it, but uh, they've obviously got to be having some sort of a safety feature. <laughs> I mean, it's releasing at the right time. Minecraft is more popular than ever right now. And, uh, Oh yeah. To have yeah. a mobile app where you augments reality. Like it's, it's a perfect time. Unlike the Harry yep. Potter one that was like not even <laughs> released near a movie. So yeah, this one is actually going to be good timing. So it is probably going to be huge. Yeah, so. it could be. It very well could be. Uh, another it will quick be. Piece of There's news. no way it's not going to be. <laughs> oh, no. It, yeah, I know. I mean, Minecraft's one of the, it's still the biggest game there is right now. I mean, a, a yeah. lot of people still play it. Yeah. Uh, another piece of quick news, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, everybody knows about it. It's uh, player on player. You fight, you kill. It's pretty bloody. It's fucking awesome to watch. Um, I'm not that good at it, but I love watching skilled players fight in this game it is absolutely incredible uh but now they are offering a new kind of co-op mode it's a three-man co-op so you can uh, team up with uh two other players and you work together to take down a boss so basically it's uh it's called team raids um you're all uh it's three three players against their own individual opponents and then you all work towards taking down the bigger enemy as a team. And during the individual fights, you have a chance to do specific challenges that'll give your entire team power ups, do extra damage, etc. So um, they're all timed. So you have to, you know, you have to work as a team. Um, it's taken from traditional games, uh, traditional MMO games, raids, etc. So basically it's, 
it's going to be something brand new for Mortal Kombat. Um, a lot of people think it's going to be an extreme challenge for them. I really don't. Um, I think Mortal Kombat has proven themselves as a, uh, a game genre, you know, or a game title. I think they're going to be able to do this right. As a matter of fact, from what I understand and what I was reading earlier on another story, they've been working on this for quite some time. So I don't think that Mortal Kombat would be releasing this unless it was absolutely ready to go. Um, they say that this is going to be rolling out with the new raids, but there's no specific date that's been given out, but it is going to happen. So if you play Mortal Kombat 11, uh, get ready, man, because you and two of your buddies, you know, your two most favorite ones that you have. You can, uh, going go to Hollywood. Out. You can go <laughs> out and uh, well, I don't know about Hollywood, you know, maybe Watts, but uh, you'll um, go ahead and do. Uh, that's all I can afford. You'll do good and uh, you'll you'll get to fight a boss. So, yeah, you get to work together as a team with those abilities, which is cool. So I think it's going to make for some really cool uh, videos, some really cool gameplay trailers that we're going to get to see. I, I'm really interested in this. So. Yeah. Team raids, man. Team raids, three man raids. But I do have one other piece of news that I wanted to get to. Uh, I hope you don't mind, uh, Caterpie. I just went ahead and I uh, sent you a picture um, so that you can understand what's going on here. PUBG lion skin was removed after the bug gave it a penis. Yep, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just sent uh, Josiah a picture of this on Messenger. And uh, this is what the game was producing. So, yeah. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they added a bunch of Halloween skins to the store, including a lion. And apparently he was <laughs> really happy about being there because when he's jumping out, <laughs> it's his, his tail, tail goes between his legs and it looks like, a, you know, a wee wee. Um, if I only had a penis. But yeah, he... um. So he jumps out <laughs> this thing <laughs> instead of flying behind him, <laughs> it goes between <laughs> his legs and it literally looks like a penis. Um, so they have said that PUBG Corp came out and say that they removed the skin to resolve an issue, although the issue was not specified. Quote, please be aware that the Leo jumpsuit is temporarily unavailable for purchase as we work to resolve an issue <laughs> related to the skin. <laughs> Any players who have already purchased the skin will have their BP refunded. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but basically... You know, they will have their hey. pee pee. Yeah, we put a pee pee in the lion and uh, now we have to take it away. Is that the but name for the in game currency? No, it's called BP. Oh, I think you said they'll have their pee pee refunded. I believe it's their battle purchase <laughs> refunded <laughs> or their battle pass refunded. <laughs> That's what it is. Battle Damn pass. it. Pee -pee. Should have bought pee -pee. one. <laughs> Yeah, what does he That's say? Great. Huh, huh, come on. Huh, get it up. I mean, uh, put him up. <laughs> so, <yeah>. Stupid. <laughs> Cringeworthy, baby. But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen it, um, I recommend to Google it because it'll, <laughs> it'll show you. <laughs> but that's all I fucking got, man. <laughs> the funny part is it does look like that. But... <laughs> It really does. <laughs> it's. 
the the shaft to head ratio is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> it's it's very John John Holmes. Yeah, it's like whoa. <laughs> it's like wait a minute because it's supposed to be a tail. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah I oh my god I really don't know what to think, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's like a baton. <laughs> Oh God! I'm glad you ended like a, on that. It's like something you would shoot with a bow. It's just. It's I thought just, it. I thought for a second that it was an arrow. I was like, "Why is there an arrow?" I thought it was an arrow or a spear, and then I was like, "Oh wait, it's his tail!" Like I just figured spe- it out right it's before a spear, you saw all right. it. It looked like a spear. Like, but then I was thinking, I was thinking, there's nothing in Player Unknown Battlegrounds that has. A spear, oh like that doesn't even make sense. I was like, why would there be Dude, a spear it's just, glitched it's in? So, it's so messed up. Like, who do you have to be to not realize that that is in the game? <laughs> yeah, what's funny it. is somebody didn't say it. They left it. What's funny is there's two ways they could fix it. Maybe maybe you'll find out before <laughs> next week. So make a note of this. Uh, either they can add movement to the tail so that it goes up into the air rather than down between his legs. I believe that's or what they're going to do. Or they could yeah. just remove it. I think they're the going to work around think, is just cutting it off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think they're going to make it to where it, it goes behind you with the wind, and that's what it should be. I right, mean, but it doesn't you make see sense. The animation it's, level it's not that good. So how is it? But how is it going? I, I don't understand. It's going against the wind. I mean, it must be a it's, rager. <laughs> <laughs> damn it can we say rager like four times in an episode um, we, we probably have uh so what do you say we go on to some trivia man i feel really bad because i just oh my god never mind um i don't know somehow it, but yeah we can go on to trivia in a second but his his tail is going against gravity. It's like it doesn't have I'm gravity. It, it, he's going downwards, and his tail's like maybe his tail's heavier down. than his body, right? Heavier things fall faster. Right? Well, all, all all the blood <laughs> went there, and it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, time for some trivia. Let's do some trivia, guys. <laughs> All right, so do you want me to start off with a question for you? I've got a good one for you. I don't have you, questions uh, for you, so just, just oh, shoot them for me. Here we go. Here's a question for you, since you just did a story about it. The Atari 2600, the original Atari VCS, was released in the United States in which year? Quit typing. <sighs> which one is this? <laughs> I'm not typing. Don't worry. The I won't Atari, ever cheat the Atari 2600. 2600. Is that the second or third one? The original Atari VCS. Okay. It's the Atari 2600. I'm going to go with 76. 1977, September 11th. Oh, really? 77? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Missed it. I thought about <laughs> 75. I'm glad I didn't say Ooh. 75. <laughs> uh, he is 0 and 1, ladies and gentlemen. 0 and He's 1. He's 0 and 1. We got five questions for him. 
Let's see what happens three. with this one. What is the full title of the fifth in the Elder Scrolls series of video games? Um, on what platform? It doesn't say. This is all okay, the way around, Elder buddy. Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Good answer. Uh, you got it. That's He's the one whole one, thing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, without the OK. I was yes. going <laughs> to say PlayStation 3 um, <laughs> Elder Scrolls 5 colon Skyrim, a Star Wars story. But OK. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Here's an easy one for you, buddy. This is an easy one for you. Which French video game company publishes the Far Cry series? Ooh. Um. Say everyone that you know with a French accent, you'll get it. <laughs> I mean, how specific are we getting? Are we getting just? Are we just saying EA? Uh, are we yeah, saying just, the company name? Yeah. Okay, EA then. No, it is Ubisoft. Oh, it's Ubisoft. Uh, uh, he's one and two, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. He's one and two. <laughs> I was thinking it was an EA Access, but then I just remembered that we were talking about Uplay last week, and I was like, ah, that's right. That's well, where I saw I'm, the Far Cry games. Well, I'm going to make this one easy for you. No, we're don't make, make it the, easy. The fifth, one, the fifth one is going to be the mind bender. So here's your fourth question. Are you ready, Josiah? I'm ready. The SNES console was released in North America in 1991. What does SNES stand for? Um, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. He got it, ladies and gentlemen. He got it. <laughs> He's two and two. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> You're going to have to come up with harder questions next time. Well, here we go. This is coming Let's from a guy see. that's two and two, though. <laughs> Make them harder. Go ahead. <laughs> Make them harder. Yeah. My gender. <laughs> what? Oh, make them harder. Ranger. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a hard one for you, buddy. This is a hard <laughs> one for you. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, okay. It's kind of a long one, too. <laughs> just which, go which classic which classic Atari game was the first racing game to feature a racetrack based upon a real racing circuit and also the first to feature a qualifying lap um, will he get it which hmm. classic Atari game was the first racing game to feature a is racetrack it, based upon a real racing circuit and also the first to feature a qualifying lap is it called Pole Position? You got it! Okay. <laughs> Three and I didn't two. remember the Good name job. of it. Okay. Good job, man. All right. <laughs> That's all I got for you, buddy. <laughs> I forgot that was Atari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That That's was a crazy. hell of a good job, dude. Hell of a good job. Okay, cool. I always hated right that on. qualifying lap, though. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our refresh to the format. Absolutely. Um, bunch of jingles that me and Mike put together real quick. Um, a guest 
our second guest, our first international guest. Yep. And, thank you. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Chris and Dawn. Uh, really appreciate that. Sorley and Wicked Kitten 13. Thank you so yeah. much. Once again, go check them out. Rejected uh, Logic Gaming. Check it out. Yeah, for sure. Buy all the things that they promote so that they look good to their sponsors. All that jazz. And uh, drink Wraith. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. So later. Later, guys. damn that's some funny shit that didn't sound real dude and say remember hill house was the first player who creates a new account in order to beat the shit out of every low-level person that's on there that has no idea what they're doing who's the bigger ranger i i don't understand it's going against the wind i mean it must be a ranger